0: In the SEC, it just means more. But for some medical universities inside the Southeastern Conference, that means just more gender-affirming care for children. We'll talk about it today on the of Family Matters Podcast. And welcome into the fastest-growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. Justin Hall and Dave Wilson here with you. That lead-in leaves a lot to be desired, but we'll try to fill in the gaps here in just a moment. Dave, I was doing a pre-show research, and by pre-show research, I mean scrolling Twitter, and... Now you know where all of our stories come from. I came across uh, Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire. Yes. uh, Had a whole expose about what's going on at the Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville. Now, again, Daily Wire is centered in Nashville. Right. They've done a whole uh, look at what's going on in this medical center, Dave, and and I'm kind of
1: interested in, in getting your take on this. Vanderbilt, University Medical. Just so you know, Justin has not allowed me to see any of these things before the podcast begins. Correct. So that he gets the proper shock value. Correct. Okay. Vanderbilt opened its
0: trans clinic in twenty eighteen. Okay. Dr. Shane Taylor. We will not play the clip. You can find these though on Matt Walsh's Twitter page if you would like. Dr. Shane Taylor explained that she convinced national. Shane's a girl? Shane spelled S H Y N E. She's a doctor. I'm looking Shanae? at her on her screen. No, just I think it's just shame. Okay, shame. Um, okay. She emphasized that, and and I've watched this clip. Talked about g- uh, gender affirming surgeries being big money makers for the university. These are big money makers, and you get a big, big money. A big. You get mo- big money from top and bottom surgeries. And she goes into what they are. We won't get into that. We've talked about that before. Again, this whole idea of gender affirming care is not really gender affirming because it's not affirming the gender that you were created in. No, it's it's giving you a new one. There's another clip here from a, a, a Dr. Ellen Clayton. This became par for the course in at Vanderbilt. This is what they were doing at Vanderbilt. Now, the issue that we saw with vaccines and mask mandates is you get into the religious liberty side of the discussion right. where <laughs> folks might object in a conscientious... It goes against their conscience. It goes against their religious beliefs. We had the medical... Um, we had that bill passed here in South Carolina, Right. Um, the, the, the Med Act, that talked about this. This is what Dr. Ellen Taylor, or sorry, doc, not Dr. Ellen Taylor. Let me get her name right. Sorry. Dr. Ellen Clinton. Mm-hmm. Sorry, ma'am. I want to make sure I get your name right.
1: She's, a, she, she's a woman. We, yes, we know that We part? know this. This okay. is what she had to
0: say to those who might object on religious grounds to what's happening at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. If
2: you are going to assert conscientious objection... You have to realize that that is problematic. You are doing something to another person, and you are not paying for the the cost for your belief. I think that is a real, I mean, I think that's a real issue. So, um, so I think, you know, so you're, so yes, Vanderbilt, if someone has a objection to, Participating in this sort of surgery, it probably has to accommodate you to the extent that you can find another person who can do your job, who doesn't have an objection, other things of that nature. But I just want you to take home that saying that you're not going to do something because of your conscientious, because of your religious beliefs is not without consequences, and, and it should not be without consequences. And I just want to put that out there. We are given enormous... If you don't want to do this kind
1: of work, don't work at
0: Vanderbilt. Whoa! If you don't want to do this kind of work, Dave, just don't work at Vanderbilt.
1: S-E-C. Not agreeing to do this is not without consequence. I mean, can you be more threatening on someone's job than to turn around and say, Hey, listen... If you are not going to work on our big money operations, your big tops and bottoms operations, because they're big money.
0: Big money, big money, big money. No way, me, no way, whammy, no me. Whammy, stop. Oh, that was that show.
1: I can't remember not the name. Do not remember that show? Know, but whammy. Big, big money. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that. I feel like we're sitting here watching them playing a game show, like it's some sort of you know afternoon entertainment. Big money, big money, big money. Oh, and by the way, if you even begin to hint at you have a religious objection or you have some other reason because of your belief that you don't want to do this, you better get out of Dodge and quick, actually, actually, you better get out of Nashville quick because you don't need to be working at Vanderbilt. Well, this is, this is just
0: continuing to grow because uh, the governor of Tennessee, Governor Bill Lee, James. put out this statement in regards to the Daily Wire's investigation, quote, the pediatric transgender clinic, he puts that in quotes, at Vanderbilt University Medical Center raises serious moral, ethical, and legal concerns. We should not allow permanent life altering decisions that hurt children or policies that suppress religious liberties, all for the purpose of financial gain. We have to protect Tennessee children And this warrants a thorough investigation. Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee has also vocally supported the governor's statement as well as said she will join Matt Walsh in this fight. Again, Matt has been on Twitter fairly frequently the last couple of days saying this is not just investigative journalism. This is not just reporting. We are looking to shut this down. And in fact, Vanderbilt University Medical Center has completely scrubbed their website of
1: anything dealing with their transgender clinic. And it's very interesting because former President Bill Clinton in an interview just recently, called these fake red, basically called them fake red herrings that conservatives are throwing up there that these issues are going on out there. They are going on out there. right? It's right there. The video shows it. I mean, any level of threat that you want to put on somebody's livelihood, especially at a state-sponsored school, right. has got to leave a lot of questions out there. And I appreciate the fact that Governor Lee, out of... Uh, Tennessee is willing to say this deserves a, a deeper scrutiny to fully understand what in the world is going on. Because I, I wrote it down. D- doing something like this makes you problematic, and there it is not without consequences for you to stand for your beliefs. I I don't know how you get much more authoritarian, totalitarian. Well, suddenly, is that or would that would that be called fascist? Perhaps well, not according
0: to the current president. Oh, but we okay. move now. You know what I know what you're saying. That this is just par for it's Vanderbilt, Nashville. Well, well, maybe it's, it's happening far maybe away. Maybe she's
1: right. Maybe if you don't want to do these things, maybe you don't need to be at Vanderbilt.
0: True. Now I mentioned the SEC because this is happening in more places, including
1: the Medical, Medical University, University of South Carolina.
0: Happening at MUSC. Now, if you remember back in the session. There was a move by the state legislature to pull state funding from the specific transgender services
1: offered by MUSC. So there are state dollars that flow into the Medical University of South Carolina. About a quarter of a billion dollars uh, go in through that way. And there was a line item that was put in by Senator Kimbrell out of Spartanburg into the state budget, which basically said, we want to cut funding for the transgender clinic at the Medical University of South Carolina. Because they're trying to do what they call gender-affirming care, which is basically surgery, hormone replacements, for kids to feel more like they're being able to quote-unquote be themselves and not recognizing the fact that these are children. This is not a place for experiment. Yeah, They're children. What's interesting is I saw this today on, on Twitter
0: from matt walsh and the daily wire and i thought hmm i remember something like this being a discussion with musc let me see if i can find anything new well it took a cursory search <clears throat> of google Ooh. and maybe the second or third piece came from local publisher Fitz News. All right uh, well folks has this piece credit to him he's the only one i've seen with this um and so that makes us second So, congrats. There you go. Beat us on that one, Will. Good job. Dang it. But we come in second, and that's okay. And I appreciate him writing this piece because it helps me appreciate Brett.
1: Again, why do we do this show? So that you can understand what's going on. There are so many things that are like this that are happening across the state of South Carolina. And if you are not aware of them, there's nothing that can be done about it. But because you are aware of this, we hope that you recognize the, the responsibility that we have to work together to ensure that we are protecting our children in South Carolina. Well, here's what's interesting,
0: Dave. Um, according to the homepage, this is coming from uh, Folks's article on News. <clears throat> according to its homepage, the school's division of endocrinology is engaging in some research likely to enrage many state lawmakers. The division of pediatric endocrinology purports to provide, quote, comprehensive care to children and teenagers with diabetes and other and a variety of other endocrine problems. As part of that care, it, quote, conducts clinical research studies that offer patients and their families an opportunity to participate in population health research as well as clinical trials. One of its current research projects, a study of, quote, the growth of the gender dysphoric transgender population at the school's pediatric endocrinology clinic. Now, that's a lot. Really quickly, musckids.org gives you the services that they offer under the endocrinology and diabetes section. Clinical trials, comprehensive diabetes care, Diabetes Care Coordination and Education, Nutrition Services Supervised by the Dietitians for Diabetes, Diabetes Transition Programs, ah, da, da, da Pediatric Transgender Clinic, MUSC Health, offers supportive medical, behavioral health, nutritional, and social services care only. We do not offer surgical treatments. They do offer support groups for those children facing diabetes, gender dysphoria, or Turner Syndrome, which, which is... Absolutely awful, but again, want to make sure we understand this: they're not providing surgeries, and they think that's going to get them off the hook. Not with me. Let's go to the actual research. Okay. Number thirty-nine. So this is, this is research, from research day.
1: This is research that is coming from MUSC, the Medical University of South Carolina. So these are things that they have published, and state
0: money funnels into the Medical University of South Carolina growth of the gender dysphoric transgender population in the MUSC pediatric pediatric endocrinology clinic this study was done by thomas agostini deborah bolby and terry headley in the college of medicine at musc providing endocrine gender affirming therapy it's on your screen to transgender youth who wish it has been linked to improved mental health outcomes in addition Because transgender youth may not seek endocrine care in South Carolina due to fear of discrimination or lack of care, lack of affirming care, legislation has been proposed to criminalize providers who provide gender-affirming therapy to minors. This study aims to describe the transgender population seen in the pediatric endocrinology clinic at MUSC. Here's the key. That population grew from 1 to 102 over the course of 10 years. The average visit, the average first visit age 13.6 years. Wow. Here's the key. The youngest person they saw at their first visit was 4. 4. 4. Not even able to be in kindergarten in most places in public school. 4. Now. Hold on. <laughs> I was about to say we 20% of patients received pubertal suppression. 50% received hormone-affirming therapy, meaning Joe comes in saying he doesn't want to be Joe anymore. He feels like he's a she. They're going to give him estrogen and halt that puberty. Now, I'm really quickly, I just want to say puberty starts at a wide variety of ages, but the key here is, and I'm just quoting people on this, the earlier the better for the puberty blockers. Because in order to block the puberty, you gotta get in there before the puberty starts. Right. At the Medical University of South Carolina, you see it on your you've seen it on your screen. They're treating people as young as four. Now I would love to know what the specific case was for the four year old. Because uh, I'm not gonna draw assumptions. Are they
1: specific on their on this is an average age for children who are coming for
0: This is to describe the transgender population seen in the pediatric endocrinology clinic. That would tell me that the four-year-old is part of the transgender population seen in the pediatric endocrinology clinic at MUSC. I have no reason to believe it's not. If you're one of these people, if you have more information, please reach out to me, Justin at PalmettoFamily.org. I'd be happy to have you join me here at the table and explain to me how any of this makes sense. 38% of patients were not on endocrine medication, so almost 40% were not. Patients had comorbid psychiatric conditions, 53% suffered from depression, 37% from anxiety, 22% had suicidal ideation, 20% ADHD, 11% committed self-harm, 4% were on the autism spectrum disorder, and 2% died by suicide. Their conclusion, in the future, hopefully more patients and at younger ages will be referred to affirming providers so that medical options such as pubertal suppression and mental health support can be discussed with patients and families. So the drawing conclusion here is that four maybe just isn't young enough.
1: Or maybe they should all be four. Well, the thing that that I I get really concerned about here is a four-year-old understanding anything about their sexuality is minimal at best. So the question then becomes, how in the world did they get to the point where... It's not just, oh, I maybe feel like a girl today, which, okay, that doesn't mean that we turn around and turn you into one. That's a four-year-old child. I mean, think in mind, four-year-old children, what they can and cannot do. There are four-year-old children in South Carolina who can't tell you their numbers, letters, and colors yet. There are children who are in South Carolina right now at the age of four who have not, They're They barely developed full language skills. Four-year-old is where we look at putting children into an an educational system to begin to teach and prepare them for the academics that they need. Four-year-old education in South Carolina has grown in popularity because we're doing the things to prepare them to walk themselves into a classroom, not to walk themselves into a different dressing room when they show up at a store to buy clothes.
0: The American Accountability Foundation was called out they were the first ones, according to Folk's article here on Fitz News. Uh, they're, they're defined here as a right-leaning nonprofit which claims to use investigative tools to educate the public on issues related to personnel policy and spending. The tweet from the group noted, "MUSC Pediatrics has four-year-olds coming through its transgender hormone clinic. That tweet got a response from none other than Elon Musk. Really? the world's richest man, and a frequent critic of gender fluidity. He asks in a tweet, Is it really true that four-year-olds are receiving hormone treatment? I have a question. And shame on me for
1: not seeing this earlier. Why is no one talking about this? I think it's real simple because we're so busy talking about other things. What? But, but,
0: it's but just, Elon Musk tweets about the Medical University of South Carolina I'll,
1: and no one says boo. I th- it is very interesting because Elon Musk can also tweet about a particular type of crypto coin, and, and, and it goes it crazy, will, whoo, fly up to, to the, the roof, yeah, like the rest of everything else he's trying to create. I guess correct. But but why not this? Is this one of those taboo topics that you're not really supposed to be talking about because, for fear that you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. hurt somebody's feelings? That's it. Okay. Well, I had. we we have friends and colleagues who walk into meetings who have their feelings hurt doesn't mean you turn around and all of a sudden have to do some level of different affirming care life is tough sometimes folks you understand that but for us to turn around and say that we're going to we're going to allow for and use research dollars for helping children change their gender before they know the difference between lavender and purple it's crazy to me. I still don't really understand the difference there is between the the difference, but I do You have, you have don't to know. watch, I mean, it, it depends upon which I don't level you really watch
0: of a, I don't really watch HGTV though. But, I watch ESPN. Well, so. the, there like a There purple. are no teams that tell them that tell me they have lavender in their colors. No, they
1: don't. Furman Clemson, has purple. Clemson and Furman have purple. They don't, but they don't have lavender. Here's the point. It's not springy enough. Correct. It's a fall sport. It's a fall sport. Correct. Here's the point. Yes.
0: What's happening at MUSC is troubling. I Absolutely, at least I think it's incumbent on you and us and we'll continue to do more effort into this. This is just the beginning. We're
1: gonna find out what's going I feel on. Like there's a lot of just the beginnings that are yeah. happening all across right now that we are trying to help you stay on top of. And while you watch the fastest growing and listen to the fastest growing conservative podcast in South Carolina, our numbers are through the roof. It just blows my mind that you're sharing this and, and talking with other folks about this because you're beginning to realize nobody is telling you what's happening like this. That's why we're here. That's why we appreciate your support in what we do. Because when you do that, it enables us to keep you informed about the things that... I mean, if Elon Musk is talking about it and and calls out MUSC... Why is that again, not making headlines? And again,
0: credit to Will over at yeah. Fix News to, to start covering the story and, 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 to, and to get it out there. We'll continue to track it, but we want to make sure that you're aware that just because it's happening at Vanderbilt University Medical doesn't mean it's not happening at the Medical University of South Carolina and probably at plenty of other institutions that get state dollars around the country. Right. One final, one final piece we want to get to today. We're trying to keep these as brief as possible um, after the whole, you know, abortion thing. Uh which we have spent a lot of time on. We have spent a lot of time on, and guess what? It's coming it's, back. We'll explain. We'll, we'll explain that later. later. Yes. The governor's race in South Carolina is heating up. We're just under 50 days from election day here in South Carolina. So hopefully you're registered to vote. The last day to register to vote was last week.
1: So hopefully you're registered oh, wait, to vote, no. isn't it? Or is it coming no, it's up?
0: It's 30 days. That's it's, correct. It's 30 days.
1: We're, 30 good. days. Huh? We're good. False alarm. False alarm. You have until hold on one second. You have until October the 8th to get registered to vote. If you are Make not sure. registered to vote. You can go to scvotes.org. It's very quick. It's quick. It helps you to see exactly what you have to do. You may have to visit your county registration office. You may have to be able to fill you, everything out online. Yeah, but the you important thing is the DMV. The important thing is this, is that you actually get, re- if you're not registered to vote and you're watching this show, I'm kind of surprised. But, okay, beyond <laughs> beyond that point, you, may, you instead may have friends and family members yes. that are not registered to vote. I have a family member in my home who he needs to get registered to vote. He I needs may, to register. I, may, I I may need to n- make sure he doesn't have gas in the car until his registration uh, is filled out. Until the registration Use card comes in. Use whatever opportunities you can to get young is people registered to vote. No, that's no, not that's voter that's voter encouragement. <laughs> Uh, this is voting encouragement. Listen, I want yep, to Stacey. I get to the Stacey Abrams thing Seriously? Do we have another to talk day, about Stacey another Abrams? Another day. She's you, in another state. Don't you,
0: don't you disrespect the governor of Georgia. She can't. She don't just. Don't you disrespect oh, the governor of Georgia. We can also get. We can also get to the view racially profiling our former governor, Nikki Haley. We can get to that. Really? You, did you hear about that? Yeah, again, Sonny Halston doesn't believe that Nikki is actually Nikki's first name. Because she's Indian, so her name can't be Nikki, right? Says Sonny Halston, who changed her name. Anyway, not the point. Maybe the she's governor's race. Speaking of Nikki Haley, yes. uh, hello, Madam uh, Ambassador, Ambassador. And, and former Madam Governor. Uh, hopefully you're watching today. The Governor's Race is coming up here in South Carolina. She's already stumped for Henry just in the last couple of days. Uh, governor McMaster is taking on challenger, Vice Governor Joe Wannabe. Cunningham. Yes. Remember, he's I'm just a vice, call him governor. vice Governor.
1: He's a Vice Governor because he is the Governor of Vices.
0: Both men yes. have put out new television ads. That's right. It's ad season in South Carolina. Welcome to the party. If you want to put a rock through your face, that's why. <laughs> um, I, we're going to play you both ads. We're going to start with the governors. And we're just going to compare the two. I'm not going to rail on anybody too hard. Wink, wink. Not but not. but here is Henry McMaster's Masters' uh, TV ad that was just released earlier this week. It's
2: hard to find common ground these days, but one thing folks agree on... Washington is totally broken. In Washington, they spend money that doesn't even exist. We don't do that here. In Washington, they try to defund the police. We don't do that here. And they tried to close businesses and churches during COVID, not here. I'm Henry McMaster. As long as I'm your governor, Washington will never happen here.
0: I love the appearance by Mac at the, the end. Yes. Mac, I think I think it's state law that Mac, Mac has to appear in every political it, campaign. It
1: probably ad. does. If you know anything about the governor and his love for his dog. Mac, man.
0: He climbs up in the in the race cars. He and, does. And probably in the jets and everything. Good ad I I yeah. think again, we're talking about the framing of what they're saying. And what, what Governor McMaster is saying in this ad specifically is I 'm not even talking about the candidate I 'm up against. no, I'm talking about the ideology
1: the whole ideology there being if you you know this because you you talk with us and we've heard you say this, you feel like something's wrong and Washington is completely out of control. Well, according to Henry McMaster, we don't do that here <laughs> It's so good. We don't get we defunding, don't get ourselves defund, out of out of control. Defunding the police? We don't do that here. Shutting down churches during we a pandemic? We certainly don't do that here.
0: That ain't happening here. If, he's he's drawing the correlation that if you vote for the opposition, you're voting for what's happening in Washington right now, and we all know that you don't like what's going on. In fact, most Democrats don't like what's right. going on in Washington
1: right now. When you look at what's going on in Washington D.C., you sit there and you know because you feel it all the time. Everything seems to be totally out of control. But just think about it. Just think about it. That's just uh, that's where we are. I think I think the the counter to this is, what does Joe Cunningham say in response as we're we're entering that forty five day window? It gets interesting. Up-
0: we talked about and by the way, credit to Mitch Prosser for filling the seat uh, earlier this week. You guys talked about Governor Gavin Newsom. Uh, Governor Kendall, as I <laughs> as I as I so lovingly call him from
1: some podcasts I've listened to. Who is spending? If you haven't heard this part, go back and, and listen to or watch our previous. He is spending his own campaign gubernatorial dollars. dollars, campaign dollars, to buy advertising in seven red states. Got to gain that name ID for twenty twenty four, folks, to push for people to come to California
0: for abortions. Well. Things never mind. Uh, don't leave me an open door like that. I'm not gonna Get leave you in trouble. Uh, let's move to Joe Cunningham's ad. Now, his first ad he debuted several several weeks ago, and that came off the heels of Governor McMaster's team putting out a social ad, and then he just took that ad and tacked his name onto the end of it, which right. I thought was very interesting. The frat boy ad. The frat boy ad it. with no. blowing the fog horn and, and and stuff like that. Right. Um. He has it, an ad now. He was doing that. In Washington, he did the air horn in a committee in, meeting, in and then he also drank a beer on the floor of Congress. We, we don't do that. here. We don't do that we here. Don't do that here, just in case um, you one and wonder. Here is here is Joe Cunningham's first television ad of the campaign.
2: What if instead of politics as usual, someone different came along, who champions freedom for our people and accountability for politicians? Someone has Joe Cunningham. He'll eliminate the state income tax so you have more money in your pocket. Put term limits and age limits on career politicians. And yes, protect a woman's right to make decisions about her own body. Someone different. Joe Cunningham, governor.
0: Um, Just really quick. Yes. Uh, they got it wrong. He's the vice governor. Yes. Secondly, the whole thing's in black and white, which paints the picture of when he's inaugurated. <laughs> uh in january uh everything will be in color again um, he talks about freedom in living color, in, living color. Oh. in free he talks about freedom same type of deal that governor newsom's going for it's right now it's amazing how cl- that happens the similarities in their messaging yeah right? he mentions three things and i just want to quickly uh, take care of these yes. he says he's going to eliminate the state income tax what he can't do that as governor
1: as governor you can't do that. And the other part on that front justin is this um, Apparently, he hasn't talked to any members of the Democratic Party inside the legislature. did they all actually, vote for a state tax cut? They, they, they put a, a small tax cut in, but the reality is the Democrats are not for eliminating the state income tax. No, they're not.
0: No. No. Um, he mentions uh, really quickly that he wants to set term and age limits for politicians. He can't do career that. Career politicians. You can't do that as governor. No, you can't. Also, career politicians... Didn't you go from being a one-time, one-term Congressperson to now running for governor? So what do you call that? I
1: confused. think that's important. I think okay. I'm confused. The, the discussion of term limits has been, has been, no batted po- around for a long time. But nobody who's in office is going to vote for a term limit on themselves. No, but the other the thing that gets me is the age limit part of this. Now I will say there is one place where we do have age limitation in South Carolina. So here's your little nerdy moment for the moment. In in our court system, our judges are limited in age on the on our courts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That they has are. been a law for a while. It's either seventy or seventy-two is your cutoff. But the, but here's the funny thing about that is that they'll retire from the Supreme Court bench and then they'll basically tarry back into and start doing hearing other cases in other lower courts. Correct. There you Correct. go. Correct. Also, he wants to protect a woman's right to choose and do uh, woman's right to make decisions about her
0: own body I'm gonna'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly dissect that a woman's right to ha- have her child killed um again that's a that, that's that's the really
1: I mean seriously that's what he's running on it goes back it goes back to this and I'm just gonna here's the way the headline would read okay 31. Girls lost their lives in the capital city of Columbia last week. 30 lost their lives the week before that. They are expected to be 30 girls who lose their lives in the capital city of Columbia this week before they take their first breath. Because abortion numbers are up 50% from last year. Statistically, there are more men than women, more boys, I mean more, more women than, than men, more girls than boys. So when you look at that, the statistical average is 30 to 31 girls are losing their lives at the Planned Parenthood Clinic in Columbia, South Carolina every single week. No body autonomy for them. In the month of September alone, there will be more than 100 girls who lose their life in the capital city of South Carolina. That's what Joe Cunningham is calling for. Now, if the headline screamed, 31 girls lose their lives in, in Columbia, South Carolina, 30 last week for anything other than abortion, you can guarantee that there would be an uproar among a lot of people in the state house right now who are causing an uproar on the other side of this issue. But all of a sudden you have your first breath and everything changes. If you've ever been through or been experienced life with someone in pregnancy, you realize that child moving inside is a human being. And this is the place where it just, it, it, where is the woman's right to make decisions about her own body when her body is not given a chance to live. Where's that right, Mr. Vice Governor wannabe?
0: Uh... I said I wasn't going to get that way on the podcast today. Sorry, so, I decided Dave, to, go there. So Dave had you, to go there. Since you were going so to be so nice. I'm just done with it today, honestly, I'm because. To, I'm trying to take a breather. Yeah. If you want more information on what's been going on in the South Carolina State House in regards to the H5399 debate, there you go. You can do that. Uh, we were featured in a major story at World News. Um, we'll provide the link to that story so you can take a look at. It kind of gives you a great look at the political calculus right. involved. In this situation, as a quick update, the House is reconvening on September 27th. The decision before them is whether they concur or don't concur right. on the bill that was amended and
1: sent back over to them from the South Carolina Senate. You can also check out palmettofamily.org. Under our news and research section of the website, there'll be something called tracking H-5399. What we've tried to do is give you a rundown on what's included in that from everything from the the the, the uh ad hoc committee that was organized. We're going to try to use that that portion of our site to keep you updated on what's going on, language that's in the bill, um, things that we're trying to do as Palmetto Family to support life in South Carolina. If it's important for you, it's important for us. Uh, We would love your support as we're actually working on those issues. We have a
0: couple of more things to get to on the Friday edition of the podcast. Again, we're doing one today. It's Thursday. We'll do another one tomorrow. The one tomorrow is going to be just as short as this one. But the president was on sixty minutes. We do need to talk about oh. that. The vice, the vice president was at South Carolina State. Vice President Kamala Harris has been to South Carolina State more than she's been to the border. Really? That, my friends, appears to be a problem because there are two the million. Czar. Two
1: million. People we have a secure border. Have crossed the border. It's secure. I think didn't we deal with this with your? It's did you, you ever wash day. the dishes? Did you wash the dishes at home? Yes, there are more though, but they're
0: they're in theory they're clean. I want to do it, therefore in theory they are clean.
1: I'm gonna ask your wife about that one. She'll because, love that. But that's the same. It's the same kind of answer that I know. Vice she, President Harris she didn't vote for gave. them either. Um, oh, okay. So,
0: so make sure. we'll get to a lot of the national stories, including France moving forward on assisted suicide. Ooh which is a weird thing that we can talk about uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, we'll broach that topic. kind of weird. Uh, but I think it's something that we all need to be aware of. It is the France, f- though. Yeah. I but mean, they, 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 they're, they're have, little- they have stricter laws on abortion than we do. We'll oh. be back tomorrow for more of the fastest-growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina for Kevin Cayello, Mitch Prosser, our entire team at Palmetto Family, Dave Wilson, Tudu. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that up. one. Jeez. I'm Justin Hall. We will see you tomorrow on the Friday edition we <laughs>